Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've talked about sleepers, but let's get to some deep names next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, March 24th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White, and we're just going to rattle off some names. Go back and forth here, and Scott, why don't you kick us off? A deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. So we're talking players who might not even be drafted in a standard 12-team league. It's important to establish the context for these sleeper picks. But I'm going to go with the Mets DH trio, potential DH trio of Robinson Cano, J.D. Davis, and especially Dominic Smith. Um, Robinson Cano was still a stud when we last saw him in 2020 before sitting out all of last year with the PED suspension. J.D. Davis's metrics still look amazing. Just needs to elevate better, needs to stay healthy. And then Dominic Smith, he was awesome in 2020 as well. We found out, recently found out that last year he was playing with a torn labrum in his shoulder. The finish on his swing was completely different. And that that helps to explain the struggles, I think. He's off to a hot start in spring training. And I think uh, I think any of these are worth targeting late, but especially Smith. 1,000% with you on Dom Smith, Scott. 139 games from 2019 through 2020. 299 batting average, 937 OPS for Dom Smith. For me, Keston Hira. I don't want to buy too much into just what he's done so far in spring training, which is exciting. You know, He had another home run on Wednesday. He now has two home runs, just three strikeouts thus far. But he's someone who was being drafted inside the top 75 picks last year, and now he's just an afterthought. I get it. Strikeouts have been a massive issue, but he still has prospects prospect pedigree, and has made some pretty big changes to his batting stance. So I'm interested to see if Kesson Hira can work his way into the Brewers lineup. Who's another one for you, Scotty? Yeah, I'm interested in Hira too. Another one for me is Vidal Brujan of the Rays. 80-grade speed prospect, ton of stolen bases in the minors. Of course, stolen bases is the most in-demand category in fantasy, and he's Going outside the top 300 picks, I, I think there's a good chance he's on the opening day roster playing a super utility role, outfield, second base, third base. He's gotten some work at this spring. And and just for the steals potential, I think he's worth drafting late. All right, Yoshi Subsugo is next up for me. He's got first base and outfield eligibility. And yeah, he's kind of been inconsistent. He's been very inconsistent thus far in his major league career. But 43 games with the Pirates last season, he found something. 268 batting average, eight homers, an 883 OPS. He cut the strikeouts down during that time. Lots of fly balls. The Pirates don't have a lot of talent, so they're looking to generate offense any way that they can. And I think Yoshi Sutsugo can help them with that. So a name to pay attention to in NL only and those deeper mixed leagues. Another one for you, Scotty. Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays, who is a catcher. Uh, probably not good enough defensively to be a number one catcher, but he's been getting some starts at DH. They don't need anybody in that DH role full-time. So I, I don't see why it can't be him. He, last year for the time he did play, combined Bryce Harper-like exit velocities with a Yuli Gurriel-like strikeout rate. So there is a lot of hitting potential here. And uh, I, I love drafting him as a second catcher. 
All right, yeah. Recently, the I was reading an article that the Blue Jays are going to carry three catchers during April when the rosters are expanded to 28. Uh, so that can help Alejandro Kirk get some playing time. Next up for me is Darren Ruff, and he does take a little bit of a hit because they signed Jock Peterson recently, but he was just so good last year. I feel like the Giants are going to find a way to get him into the lineup. He played 117 games. He hit 271, 16 homers, a 904 OPS. He crushes lefties, but he's actually pretty good against righties as well. 824 OPS. They recently signed him to a contract extension. Not crazy money or anything, but they clearly like him, and the Giants get the most out of all their players, their hitters and their pitchers. So Darren Ruff is a name that I'm watching there. You're not, uh, you're back up here, Scotty. Aaron Ashby of the Brewers, who wouldn't appear to have a spot in their starting rotation. It looks like it's full, but they may go six man to begin the season since pitchers aren't fully going to be fully stretched out yet. And if he makes an impression in those first couple turns in the rotation, it may be really hard for them to take him out. He certainly has more ability than some of the guys at the the back end of their, their starting five, a ground ball rate better than Logan Webb last year, which means it would have led all qualifiers. And uh, great swing and miss slider. Definitely keeping an eye on Aaron Ashby. All right, this one is for the deepest of leagues. AL only, I don't even know, 15-team mix, you might not even draft this guy, but Stephen Kwan with the Cleveland Guardians, a name to watch. 77 games in the minors last season. He hit 328, 12 homers, 6 steals, a 934 OPS, more walks than strikeouts. The guy makes a ton of contact, and the Cleveland Guardians... Like the Pirates, they need to find ways to generate offense, and I think Stephen Kwan is someone that can help them do exactly that. All right, Scott, give me one more, and then we'll wrap it up. I'm going to give you two more. Two major talents that I think have a better chance of making the opening day roster than they're getting credit for, and that's Julio Rodriguez, mega outfield prospect for the Mariners. They've talked about how he's their best option defensively in center field, and uh, I mean, the, the offensive numbers in the minors are just incredible. And then Mackenzie Gore, kind of a forgotten prospect, was the top pitching prospect at this time a year ago and looks like he's fixed his uh, his delivery issues that held back his command last year, caused his prospect stock to drop. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.